Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we have an internationally acclaimed leader in the ketogenic lifestyle, Dr. Anna Kabeka. have our health, we have a million wishes. When we don't have our health, we only have one wish. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Well, hello there, Keto Camper. I am excited and grateful to be with you today. First of all, thank you for choosing the Keto Camp Podcast. If you're brand new to the Keto Camp Podcast, welcome. We put out two, sometimes three brand new episodes every single week, and we are on a mission here to educate and to inspire one billion people on planet Earth. We talk all about keto, fasting, performance, longevity, and we get into root cause health. On this episode, we have Dr. Anna Kabeka, and she is an amazing human who shares an incredible story of pain to purpose and what she had to do to fix her health, her hormones, and then transfer that information to thousands and thousands of people that she is helping all across the world. She's going to get into the missing ingredient with most ketogenic diets. And the word here is alkalinity. Okay, we talk about the top keto foods that make the body more alkaline and how that helps with fat loss, hormones, energy levels. We're gonna get into her book, The Hormone Fix, as we deep dive into hormones. And then we discuss Keto Green 16, which is her brand new book coming out in just a few days. You could pre-order it right now. This book is about the fat burning power of ketogenic eating and the nourishing strength of alkaline foods and how to achieve rapid weight loss and hormone balance. So pre-order that. We're gonna put a, a, a link for it in the notes of this podcast. We also get into snacking, why snacking is not a good idea, even if it's the healthiest keto snack in the world, especially, she says, for women over 40. She'll explain why. We're gonna talk about the role intermittent fasting plays with keto and why they fit perfectly. And then we get into Dr. Anna's favorite hormone, oxytocin, and why it's her favorite and how to activate this powerful healing hormone. Can't wait to share Dr. Anna with you. Be sure to take a screenshot of this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast and tag myself and Dr. Anna on Instagram. When I see it, I will share it. My Instagram handle is at TheBenazadi. We also have at Keto Camp Official. And Dr. Anna's is at Dr. Anna Kabeka. That is D-R-A-N-N-A-C-A-B. E-C-A. We'll put links for all of that in the notes of this podcast. Please be sure to leave the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcast, on Google Play, on Stitcher, wherever you're listening from. It really helps the show grow. And if you know a woman especially, but anybody doing keto, 
they have to listen to this episode, so shoot them a text with this link. And if you wanna watch the video version of this interview with Dr. Anna, you can do so over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ketocamp. By the way, I have put together a free ebook that teaches you four ways to master keto and fasting, and it's called My Keto Kickstart Guide. You could read it in less than 30 minutes and understand exactly how to do this the right way for long-term results. Head over to ketokickstartguide.com to claim that free download, and also head over to ketocampkit.com to check out some of the supplements and resources and products that I use on my ketogenic and fasting lifestyle that have made all the big, the biggest difference for myself and for my clients. That is ketocampkit.com. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. Let's get into this fantastic, authentic, raw, and amazing conversation with Dr. Anna. Dr. Anna Kabeka is an Emory University trained and triple board certified, very impressive, in gynecology and obstetrics, integrative medicine and anti-aging and regenerative medicine, and is the author of the best-selling book, The Hormone Fix, a diet and holistic lifestyle program for menopausal women and a new release coming out soon called Keto Green 16, designed for improving energy hormones and rapid fat loss. Dr. Kabeka has reached hundreds of thousands of women around the globe, inspiring them to reclaim their optimal health and realize they can journey through menopause and find more purpose and pleasure than ever dreamed possible. In addition to her regular speaking engagements, she has lectured internationally, presented at seminars, written a best-selling book, and hosts her own podcast, Couch Talk. She's also been featured on NBC, CBS, ABC, The Huffington Post style, and has multiple expert appearances on the Wellness Mama podcast. Dr. Kabeka is the recipient of the Impact Award for Innovation from the 2018 Mindshare Summit. She has also received the 2017 Alan P. Mintz Award for Clinical Excellence in Age Management Medicine. Dr. Anna, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Great to be here with all you, all of you and your keto campers. I really love the work that you're doing. I was just sharing that before we hit record. I've been going even deeper now that I knew you were coming on the show. Your story, first and foremost, is so touching. It's so personal. And it's amazing because you get out there and you share that story. And I'd love for you to share it on my platform so those who don't know your story could hear it before we get into all the cool things that you're doing. So please, Dr. Anna, share your story with us. Yeah, you know, I think the one of the bravest things that anyone can do is share their story. It really is the bravest thing that anyone can do. And as we share our story, it invites others to share theirs as well. And so part of my journey certainly was from growing up in a household where uh, my mother was really sick with heart disease from an early age, and I would say early 40s to 50s. And had I known then what I know now, it could have really made a difference in her life. But as a result of, of just my learning curve, I didn't. And at 67, she died after, I would say, probably 15 years of struggling, of struggling in our modern medical world. And that just led me to be an advocate for women's health. And then my journey at age 39, when I was diagnosed with early menopause and irreversible infertility post-traumatically, 
I was given options of antidepressants, benzodiazepines, and none of that was okay. None of that was acceptable to me. And I was diagnosed with infertility, irreversible infertility. I failed the highest dose of injectable fertility meds and a diagnosis of early menopause. Now, I am a triple board certified, Emory University trained gynecologist and obstetrician. I mean, I know my right? But my doctor's bag was empty. And I, it led me on a journey around the world to kind of look for answers as part of my own healing. I never expected that I'd ever become fertile again or I'd ever reverse menopause. I mean, who talks about that? I certainly didn't. But as a result, I reversed early menopause. I reversed infertility. I became pregnant and delivered a healthy, healthy baby girl at age 41 who is definitely the light of all our lives and, and just a gem to be around, if not entering the teenage years. Ask me again in three years, right? We'll, we'll talk about that. She just turned 12 and I'm 53. So <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about in the future. Who knows what our podcast will be like, right? <laughs> That's amazing, Dr. Anna. So how, what did you do? What, what, what were some of the things, because you said your toolbox is empty. So what tools did you discover back then? Yeah, definitely was detoxification and alkalinization. Those are two big areas. And we think about detox, we think about drug detox, but it's more than that. Our liver metabolizes our hormones. And certainly there were no drugs in my life, but the hormone disruptors that compete with our own body's natural hormones act as drugs. I mean, let's call it out. These are drugs that influence our body's natural physiology. And so endocrine disruptors and stress, we'll add that into the category of endocrine disruption because nothing kills our hormones more than stress. I mean, really. So that was a really big aha moment for me as I kind of, you know, recognize what other cultures around the world were dealing with, whether they were dealing with infertility, menopause, and just grief or trauma, and how that really affected them and what, you know, who did it well and who didn't do it well. So for me, part of filling my doctor's bag back up was through functional medicine, natural medicine, and energy healing that I didn't learn in medical school. I didn't learn in residency. And I trained at some of the best institutions. What was the pivot there when you had the conventional approach? How did you find that, discover that alternative space? What was the pivot? So at that time in my life, that's a great question because at that time in my life, it wasn't that I was necessarily looking for an answer because I'd already been given the diagnosis, right? Like so many patients, they get the diagnosis of cancer. Who talks about reversing it? You get the diagnosis of menopause. I mean, who talks about reversing it? You get the diagnosis of infertility, Again, who talks about reversing it? So for me, these diagnoses were given to me, you know, or at least infertility and early menopause were given to me, you know, thank God, not cancer. But I know that we're given these diagnoses and we think that's it, right? That's it. But what was the aha moment for me and the turning point was recognizing that, you know what, maybe it's because of worrying too much. Maybe it's because of the life I've been living. Maybe it's because of the stress I've been under. Maybe it's because my physiology is driving my behavior. Maybe it's because, right? And I think if we just ask that maybe question, that brings us to our own specific, unique aha moment. And for me, this journey around the world made me realize that there's more to healing than what comes on a prescription pad and under the knife. 
which is currently our standard of care. Sadly, in America, because, you know, as physicians, and I am a ivory tower trained physician, but as physicians, those are our options to help our patients. But we have to recognize there's a lot more to that. And when we as patients put ourselves in charge of our own body, our own health, our own mind, our own spirit, and recognize that not one aspect of us can be disconnected from another or should be treated in isolation, then we can put these things together. So for me, the aha moment actually brings me back to Indonesia. To be honest, I was traveling there part of my year-long journey around the world with my kids because I live on a small island. I came here as a National Health Service Corps. It was my mission to help the poorest countries of the United States get medical care. That was my mission, and that's what I obliged myself to do through National Health Service Corps scholarship. So as a result of my own personal journey, I, I ended up taking a year off of my medical practice, my medical offices, and travel around the world. And when I was in Indonesia, I met up with a traditional healer, no formal education, but education that was passed down for generations. And he looked at me and he touched my head and he said, oh my gosh, these are tender. You know, I was like, ah, this hurts. Doesn't hurt now at all. But he's like, he touched my head and I was like, ow, that hurts. Like, do I have a brain tumor? I mean, what's going on? I'm, I'm thinking through my ivory tower medical brain. He's like, no, you worry too much. I'm like what? These points on my head mean I worry too much because you worry too much because your ovaries are fine. I'm like, you have no ultrasound. You did not see my ovaries. My ovaries were shriveled up almonds, which they should be really healthy, like limes. And they were shriveled up almonds. He's like, no, you worry too much. And that was my aha moment. I'm like, whoa, this, there's a lot more to healing the body. There's a lot more to hormones than hormones, right? There's a lot more, like I say in my book, the hormone fix that you've got in the background there. Yeah. There's, you know, it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. And that is so true. And this is so essential. And that's really what I want to convey in, in so much of my messaging is that we have power over our own body. So from that aha moment, and then a few months later, getting pregnant with a child I was never supposed to have that I couldn't have because I failed the highest doses of injectable medications. And the only option for me at that time was egg donation because my ovaries didn't even respond to the highest doses of injectable fertility meds, right? This was the aha moment. It's like, oh my gosh, there is a lot more to it. It takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. And when we are grieving, there's a whole physiology to grief. There's a whole physiology to mourning. There's a whole physiology to stress. When we are able to take charge of our body, our mind, and our soul, and our spirit, then we can really accomplish some major healings. I mean, I have seen, and I am blessed to say, many miracles as a result of this. And you're one of them. You're, you're a perfect example of that. And you, you haven't even shared. I mean, you went through such a weight loss transformation, right? You, you healed the body, you did some detox, you fixed your hormones, and you worked at a cellular level. But what are some other things? And you could mention, we talked before the record button here about those dark days that you had. Uh, could you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
the dark nights of our days. And, you know, there's so much here that's so powerful. Definitely as, as part of my journey was recognizing that number one, it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. And I agree, like you, I was over, I, for me, I was over 240 pounds. I'm five foot eight. I was over 240 pounds and I stopped weighing. Like so many listeners probably can relate to this. Like at some point you're like, I'm not getting on the scale. I'm just going to like, just not get on the scale because that doesn't, it should not affect the day, my day it should not affect my mood, but lo and behold, it certainly does. So I had been way over that and I was able to lose 80 pounds and keep it off as a result of what I teach in my books, The Hormone Fix and my new book coming out May 5th. I'm so excited. It's Keto Green 16. So a 16-day plan to really kick our butts and get us to have quick results, which some of us, you know, especially those of us who are over 50 really struggle with because we've been in a metabolic stall. And I explain all that in my books. But for me, that, you know, really important transformation was knowing that no matter what we've dealt with, where we're coming from, that there's a answer to us. There's the next right step that will move us in the right direction. Amazing. Yeah. And your book, The Hormone Fix, is such a great book, which I do have if you're watching the YouTube videos right here behind me. It's a great book because it's so easy to follow. You know, you have the science, you have the research, but it's also a great book for the average person to pick up and get through and really understand what's going on at a cellular level. Because you said it, it, it takes more than hormones to fix your hormones. Those hormones need to actually communicate to all 70 trillion cells that we have. And if we have environmental toxins creating cellular inflammation, then you could take all the hormones you want. If it's not getting into the cell, you're not going to get well. So your strategies in that book are fantastic and I highly recommend it. And I can't wait to read the Keto Green uh, 16 book, which by the way, where can we pre-order that Keto Green 16 book? Yeah, thank you so much. It's available for pre-order right now at, at dranna.com. So at dranna.com. So we have free, amazing book bonuses. You know, our publishers limit us. And I've got Valentine Penguin Random House as my publisher. And I love them. And they even put 25 pictures in of great recipes. There's over 70 recipes in my book and 25 visuals, which is huge for a publisher because that takes ink and resources and all this stuff. I had no idea, believe me. And so we've added some book bonuses in, including a quick start guide and a roadmap and just some really valuable, like a, a feast indulgences. Because I believe in fasting 10% of the time, keto green 80% of the time, and feasting 10% of the time. <laughs> I love that. And we'll make sure that we'll put the links in the notes of this podcast and the YouTube video if you want to go check that out. I'm all for that because we're, we're meant for feast famine cycles. So I love that approach. You know, people, when they just discover my work, they see, oh, keto camp. Ben is probably dogmatic. Got to be in keto all the time. You got to stay in ketosis for the rest of your life. And that's not the way I think we were designed to live. I love that feast famine approach. So let's talk more about that. Well, how did you transition now? You went through your transformation. You were able to conceive an irreversible, you were not able to conceive according to the conventional approach, but you didn't accept that as truth. You accepted that as an opinion and you actually did something that most people don't do, which I acknowledge you first and foremost for doing that. It's amazing. How did you now transition into finding this keto way of living? Well, now that's just a really huge uh, aha moment for me because at age 48, so I delivered Ava Marie at age 41 after I was told at age 39 that I would never be able to have another child. 
And so it delivered her at age of 41, reversed menopause and then stress, trauma, life got in the way. And certainly I was going through a second menopause at age 48. And, and this is what I experienced, what so many of your clients say too, is that, oh my gosh, I'm gaining weight without doing anything different. I had heard so many patients come in and tell me, especially in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and, and I'd be like, sure. <laughs> Sure, you're not doing anything different. Are you driving through? Are you more sedentary? I mean, like, really? And lo and behold, God will make me humble. And it happened to me. And I gained, you know, after losing basically over 80 pounds, and then all of a sudden, overnight, it felt like I gained 20 pounds. I mean, I didn't know when that would stop. Will that stop when I'm 300 pounds? I mean, I have a obesity certainly on both sides of my family. And that was you know, just shocking for me. I had no idea. So I went keto immediately, but I felt terrible. And at that point, I was a single mom raising a daughter in elementary school, a daughter in middle school, and a daughter in high school. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And talk about hormones and fluctuation, all that stuff. You cannot afford brain fog. You cannot afford to be manipulated at all during that time period. And when you've got this brain fog, you really do succumb to some bad decision-making. At least I did in my own personal life. And so I didn't know when that weight loss would stop. And I certainly was experiencing the brain fog. But when I went keto, straight keto, just restricted all my carbs, like I told so many patients to do and part of my Canada programs for my patients who had chronic yeast infections or my clients with seizure disorders, or neurologic disorders, I just felt like I was going keto crazy. And you cannot afford to do that as a mom of, of three girls, for sure, four girls at that time. And so I had to understand why. I had to look, why am I feeling this way? And that brought me to the green or the alkalinizing approach to my diet. Now, we know blood pH doesn't stay. It stays stable to save our life, right? But our urine pH can be a huge vital sign of how well we're doing and, you know, where are we experiencing inflammation? Where are we kind of uh, establishing a healthy foundation in order for us to launch from? And so I looked at it that way. And as I, I started checking my urine pH and I was really, really acidic, this makes a difference. I think everyone should check their urine pH on a regular basis. This is my bias. But in thousands of patients that I've worked with personally, it makes a huge difference in how they can fine tune what works for them and let go of things that don't work for them. So I will say it's, it's not just about what we eat. You know, part of it's about who we're eating with or the attitude that we bring to the table or the stresses that we're experiencing in our life or the toxins in our life or the food sensitivities that are affecting us that will actually show up in our urine. And so as increasing an acidic urinary pH. So what I found for myself is that as I recognized that I was terribly acidic on keto and I started to alkalinize more with dark green leafy vegetables and... The mornings I walked on the beach, this is so powerful. The mornings that I walked on the beach in the morning or I did my gratitude journaling, I was more likely to be alkaline all day. Hmm. So, because cortisol will take us down. And if we can incorporate the lifestyle tweaks and lifestyle factors that really improve our physiology, that's healthy physiology. That improves all our key markers and helps us not only with weight loss, but helps us relieve the agitation, the irritability, the brain fog, the moodiness, the sleeplessness, all of those things that many of us are struggling with as we certainly as we age. 
Yeah, and and I want to just clarify when you say the keto crazies, you're not really referring to that transition from being a sugar burner to a fat burner. You're you're talking about you're in ketosis, but you're just not feeling the benefits that you have read and heard about, correct? Correct. Yeah. And I think this is especially men and women do it different. And this is where we kind of have to recognize our physiologic difference. I mean, we all know listening that men and women are different. Men have 10 times as much testosterone. Men don't rely on estrogen production for neurology, right? Testosterone naturally converts to estrogen. And again, men have 10 times as much testosterone as women. But as women transition age 35 to 55, in this perimenopausal to menopausal state, we rely on our ovarian production of estrogen. Well, this is the key point because I had to understand why was I going keto crazy? Why was I not doing as well as my male colleagues or my 30-year-old patients that I put on these programs? And the reason is that gluconeogenesis in the brain is an estrogen-dependent phenomenon. In other words, our brain uses glucose for fuel very quickly, very readily. But in order for our brain to do that, we need estrogen on board. And as we're stressed, as we're struggling, as our body is transitioning and we have less available estrogen, any reproductive hormone, our brain is actually starving. So we make bad decisions, we have brain fog, we can't sleep, we feel anxious, we feel nervous, we feel like we've lost our edge. And these are words that patients came in to me explaining. And I was all of a sudden understanding it because I was experiencing the same thing. And I said, well, what's this about? And that's the key. Gluconeogenesis in the brain is an estrogen-dependent phenomenon. So we can either use glucose for fuel or ketones for fuel. Well, guess what? Using ketones for fuel is not hormone-dependent. So that's why we have to shift into this keto green, this keto alkaline state that lights us up, that makes us feel clarity, that gives us this clarity, that gives us this edge, that gives us this peace. In the Bible, it says, peace that surpasses all understanding. And when we are keto green, we can actually experience that peace. So nothing in our external environment, you know, our crazy teenagers, our crazy work life, our crazy colleagues, our crazy spouse, right? All of that can stay the same, but we can still experience some great grounding, some great peace and ability to make really good decisions. But we have to shift from glucose to ketones, at least intermittently, but really 80% of the time. Amen. I love that. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden, your fat-burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden, your cells produce energy, so you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. 
My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. So let's talk a little bit more about that keto green way, alkalinizing foods. What are some things that you could share right now for the listeners and the viewers to do right now on their keto journey to help get them more alkaline? Well, number one is, you know, with the whole keto green concept is to really use our our own ketone storage, our own fat stores as fuel. So intermittent fasting and no more snacking, especially for women over 40. I mean, we cannot snack. It creates insulin resistance over time. And I don't care if you're adrenal fatigue, if whatever diagnosis you've been given and you're told, no, you cannot snack. Believe me, I've worked with thousands of women and we stop snacking. And that's how we get great results. And that's huge. So that creates, just by not snacking and creating intermittent fasting, we empower one of our major hormones, one of our three major hormones. And the first is insulin. So creating insulin sensitivity makes a difference because we are naturally more insulin resistant as we age. And that creates you know, an increased risk for Alzheimer's disease, hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, just name it. Dementia, I mean, the consequences increase exponentially. So we have to become insulin sensitive. And so the plants I lay out are all designed to create that. And so that's number one. And the second thing is integrating the concept of alkalinization. Now I know there's a lot of controversy out there about alkalinization. Certainly our blood pH does not change unless it's been stressed for a long time. But I tell you, any patient that's come into my OR or my emergency room and they're crashing, the first thing we check, we put a needle in their radial artery and draw a arterial blood gas to look at their blood pH. Because if it's off a little bit, if it's a little bit below 7.4, 7.365, you know, the numbers go on. But you know, we want to alkalinize them. We will immediately give them bicarb, which is to increase their alkalinity to get them out of crisis. So that we're not talking about so much. Only if we're in this stressed, inflamed state of malnutrition for a long time will that blood pH change. But, but again, because the body will rob Peter to pay Paul, so to speak, right? We will take minerals out of the bone or the muscle in order to maintain that blood pH. So if we're not getting it from our diet, if our physiology is stressed, and I don't know about, but I pretty much 90% of the patients I've seen, you know, they've got some stress physiology going on, right? Whether it's marital, whether it's work, whether it's home, traffic, whether traffic it's the news, yeah, everywhere. Traffic news. Oh my God. I don't even listen to the news. I don't know about y'all, but I, I, mean, I take it in when I need to take it in, but I don't let it stream into me for sure. Me too. Good, good, good. Because I think that's really, I think we'd all be happier. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. I always say CNN stands for constantly negative news. (laughs) That's all you're going to get from them. So uh, it could really help with your cortisol when you just have a news fast, if you will. So I love that. 
So true. And then we choose what do we focus on, like gratitude journaling, positive mindset. And that's what I teach in my programs and my online programs. Like how do we reframe? How do we set ourselves up for success from the, you know, to improve the hormone that I think that is so valuable, the major hormone in our body. And I talk about this in my books, but oxytocin, oxytocin counteracts cortisol. When we bring more oxytocin, the hormone of love, bonding and connection, which at the end of our days, we want to have had an abundance of oxytocin. We want to have had an abundance of relationships in which we have felt love as well as those around us who we have loved in an environment in which we feel love. And I think that's really a critical point because as I recognize part of my own journey, as I mentioned, is that you know the mornings I walked on the beach, the mornings I gratitude journal, my urine pH was more alkaline. And so we can use urine pH tests Testing, and I, I recommend everyone test, not gas, but urine pH testing and urine ketone testing, but specifically urine pH testing to see what changes their pH to more alkalinity. Those lifestyle factors, like for me, walking on the beach or gratitude journaling and how and eating more alkalinizing foods that improve our body's physiology, help with detoxification, help with that grounding, especially women for hormone balance just makes a huge difference. And as we do more of that, we can feel, you know, we can just feel better humans. I love it. So what's the best way to test for urine pH? And then what are your favorite alkalinizing keto foods? Oh, great. So for me, I created urine test strips that measure pH and ketones at the same time. So we're not using two different ones, but everyone listening can get just pH paper from their drugstore, from their health food store. And they may say for salivary testing, but check urine pH because that really is telling us what's happening with our physiology and you know what's passing through our kidneys to actually end result, create acidity versus alkalinity. And some of my favorite alkalinizing foods is something that we throw away all the time. Like I used to throw this away and I felt I feel guilty now for a couple decades of throwing away beet greens, beet Mm. greens. You know, we eat the beets and we certainly should. They're great for nitric oxide formation, but they are high in sugar. So a little bit goes a long way, believe me. But beet greens, and I share some great recipes on how to make them palatable because they're so bitter. But in general, our bitter greens are really high in methylators, which help with our body's natural detoxification help with liver support. And I mean, I can't say enough about them. And I'm in the South. So additional alkalizers include collards. Mm -hmm. Now we have to make collards without the sugar. So for my Southern colleagues that are listening, you got to leave out the sugar. You got to leave out the sugar. You can add the bacon. (laughs) You can add the apple cider vinegar, essential to make some good collards, but leave out the sugar. I love that. Beet tops is something I talk about. Beet greens, beet tops. I talk about it a lot. I actually uh, freeze them and then put them in my protein shakes. It's the highest, one of the highest amount of potassium for green leafy vegetables. And those are some great tips right there. You convinced me, by the way, to create a segment in my academy teaching how to test your urine pH and what to look for and look out for things that cause your pH to drop or go a little bit higher. So thank you for that. I'm inspired to create that content and then also share it in the general public because uh, that's something that is relatively 
new to my world. You know, I haven't really gotten into that, but I have been as I've been studying you for this interview. So thank you for inspiring me to do that. I want to also talk a little bit more about oxytocin because you have an entire chapter in your book, The Hormone Fix, on oxytocin. And I also heard you say that one day you'll probably write an entire book about oxytocin. It's very important to you. So what are some ways for somebody to get this oxytocin release that really has a profound effect with counterbalancing cortisol? Yeah, I think the first step is to realize that when cortisol goes up, oxytocin goes down. And that's really important to realize because we don't realize that we're not taught that. But as cortisol goes up, oxytocin goes down. And when cortisol is up for a long time, our brain, the area, the same area in the brain that regulates oxytocin shuts down cortisol production. So here we are at the paraventricular nucleus. Cortisol is up because we're stressed, everyday stress, post-traumatic stress. We're triggered constantly. And our brain's like, shut down cortisol because you are frying me out. I mean, cortisol is a life-saving hormone and we need it. But too much, too long, our you know, uh, survival physiology comes into play and we suppress cortisol. At the same time, cortisol is suppressed, oxytocin then is suppressed at the same time. And we get this low cortisol and many people have referred to it as adrenal fatigue or burnout, but we're getting this low oxytocin at the same time. So that burnout feels like this disconnect. I don't, I know I love my husband, but I don't feel love for him. Or I feel like no one loves me, even though you're surrounded by people that love you. There's a physiology to this that affects your relationships. And for me, I experienced it, went through it and recognize that there was a physiology a physiology to divorce a physiology to grief that had to do with these two major hormones that's why i am so passionate about giving this information because when we are stressed we're not going to feel connected when we are stressed we're not going to feel loved and this has to do with these two major hormones among others but these two major hormones and so for me creating oxytocin means number one gratitude being in the moment not fearing like looking with a dial kind of sense does this thought does this action does this next right step bring me closer to love or am i doing it because of fear and when i understand that difference that really helped me and that's what i'd love to teach that really helps us determine our next right step are we doing it that's going to give us great results in the long run versus the short run so Part of my journey, and, and I'll share with you, is that we lost our son in 2006 in a tragic accident, and that put me on this journey, that put me into irreversible infertility, that put me into early menopause. And as I was able to heal my body, I recognized that I had to heal my spirit as well, but not before it put our, me and my family through divorce and through additional traumas that were a consequence of this physiology of disconnect, this physiology of grief, this physiology of trauma. And as I recognized how important it was to put oxytocin into the driver's seat, even when I didn't want to feel loved or to receive love or to think that I could ever be happy again at that time of my life, I recognize now how important that is to our overall vitality, our overall strength, to the life 
and health of those that we love. And that's more important to me, as important to me, let's say, as my own health and my own relationships. So as I was able to put oxytocin, so to speak, in the driver's seat, this hormone of love, bonding, and connection, and do the self-care that I needed to do, and so many women will say, well, no, if my husband's better, I'll be better. If my kids are better, I'll be better. No, it starts with each and every one of us. And as I realized that for myself, as I need to get my body healthy, my mind healthy, and my spirit healthy, that that immediately improves the health of those around me. And when I did that, that totally changed my life. And I'll share with you that I've been on this journey now for a while. 2006 is when my son passed away. And, you know, what are we now? 2020? 20, yeah. 2020, it's been years. And many listening could feel with me that it just feels like yesterday. But in these last 14 years, what's transitioned is that I recognize what's the most important things in my life. When we have our health, we have a million wishes. When we don't have our health, we only have one wish. And if we ourselves don't love ourselves, don't cherish ourselves, and don't forgive ourselves, then we have very little to give others, those that we care most about in our world. But when we can, when we start with that self-appreciation, that self-love, that self-forgiveness, and follow the principles and practices that prepare our physiology to not just help us, but to help others thrive, that just makes a tremendous difference in each and every one of our lives that we pass forward, not just for our generation, but for those that are coming after us. And for me, honestly, that has been the most important thing that I've done in my life. That That's so beautiful, Anna, because, well, first of all, thank you for sharing that and being open to share that such a, a personal story. And I'm sorry that you went through that. You know, we could be doing our macros perfectly. We could be exercising perfectly. We could be eating all the beet tops in the world. But if we don't have love and gratitude, it's going to be very hard to heal that body. I truly believe that love and gratitude, as you just brilliantly said, is they are two of the biggest healers that we have in this world. I can tell you from personal experience that gratitude has changed my life. I haven't missed a morning or a night that I've written down what I'm grateful for, at least 10 things in over three years. I have pads after pads after pads of notebooks of just gratitude. Sometimes I'll just stop what I'm doing in the middle of the day, go to my rooftop, bring my notebook and just write down 100 things that I'm grateful for. And I find myself feeling loved. I find myself healing. And it's this oxytocin release that counterbalances the cortisol that really helps me stay healthy. So I think that was probably the best thing that somebody could hear right now, especially if you're going through something difficulty. Find ways to release oxytocin. Find gratitude. There's always something to be grateful for. I mean, the fact that we're alive and we're a human being in this world is a 400 trillion chance to one, right? So there's so many miracles out there. And I just wanted to follow up with that. And, and thank you for that share. Now, let's transition into some other things that I have notes on because I've been studying a lot of your interviews lately. And you talk about how much you love MCT oil. Why do you love it? What is MCT oil and why do you love it so much? 
Oh my gosh. You know, I love medium chain triglycerides. So MCT, medium chain triglycerides. And I absolutely love it because it does help with satiety. And that is just a feeling, especially for so many of us as women, we've been on this carb cycle. We're like, oh my gosh, I got to feel like I have to eat. I feel hypoglycemic. I have this adrenal fatigue. I've got to eat frequently. And I want to shift that. And so MCT oil, number one, is a medium chain medium chain triglyceride that in many of us can help promote the feeling of, of being full, of being satisfied and help our hormone balance because ultimately our hormones are derived from healthy fats, from healthy cholesterol levels. And that's key. We cannot sacrifice our fats. Now I grew up, I was born in the 60s, grew up in college and high school in the 80s and we were told fat is not good for us, but it's actually not true. We need healthy fats and we need healthy fats for a healthy brain and healthy hormones and for healthy menopause, for you know, uh, healthy menstrual cycles, for healthy fertility. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on for healthy sex drive and healthy relationships. And, and so, <laughs> so I love MCT for mainly those reasons. Yeah, and the cool thing about MCT oil is that, well, what I see when people first start keto, the number one reason I've seen with the folks I've worked with is they can't break down the fat. They have sluggish bile. So your bitters suggestion is fantastic. And MCT oil is a great thing to have right when you're getting into ketosis or you're trying out keto because it bypasses digestion, right? It gives you a quick hit of energy. So I love that tip. You actually have it in your, your keto green meal replacement powder here that I'm drinking here with you. Cheers if you're watching this on YouTube. So tell us about this. Why did you formulate this and how could this help somebody who's uh, in keto? Yeah, so Keto Green 16, those individual packets have about 14 grams of protein from vegan sources because definitely we're getting lots of fat, lots of animal proteins typically when we're doing keto. So having some, and also for my vegan and vegetarians, I created it this way so that because often they're not getting enough protein and we need protein to build muscle, right? We always say, and I, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon says this, we're not over fat, we're under muscled. And we definitely need these factors to help improve our regeneration or cellular regeneration or muscle growth. And especially as we're getting older, because muscle strength and growth and volume naturally decline. So in Ketogreen 16, I wanted to make it a quick and easy formula for me and for my clients that we can get adequate levels of protein, healthy fats so that we're not feeling hungry, plus the alkalinizers that are necessary for hormone detoxification and for detoxification of many of the let's say, uh, xenoestrogens or xenohormones, false hormones that we're getting from what we're eating, what we're drinking, plastics, cosmetics, and that's so many of us are exposed to on a daily basis. So I wanted to create a really kind of one-stop product that helps people succeed in getting keto green because it does change our life. I love it because there is a lot of products out there that are keto friendly. I mean, we know that keto is such a, a popular term nowadays and it's a shame and it's a great thing at the same time. But when we go to Whole Foods or we go on Amazon, we're going to see so many keto products out there that are not necessarily healthy. Yeah, they're keto friendly. They might get you into ketosis, but they're not healthy. And I actually, when I, I checked out the ingredients in your product and I was like, yep, that's great. Yep, that's great. No folic acid. It has folate instead. Yep, that's great. So this is a great product to have on hand if you're traveling 
thing for somebody who needs something quick and on the go. Uh, I'm, I'm having it now with some extra added in uh, bone broth protein, and I love it. And we'll put a link down below where they can get it as well, Dr. Anna. We are winding down the interview. This has been a lot of fun. I can't wait to see you in PaleoFX, by the way, which we'll both be speaking there. I have my rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready to do this part? I'm so ready. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So first question is, what is your favorite keto food? Uh, definitely. Well, I'm going to just have to say my keto green shake, of course, because I formulated it and it was just like that crutch that I needed to maintain. So I would say that, but then let me just add in here, like a keto green food is avocado. I don't know what I wouldn't do with avocado. Adding that into my shake makes it smoothie, makes it decadent. I mean, avocado added and I make an avocado key lime pie. Hmm. Let me tell you, I mean, yes. Avocado. I'm going to Atlanta. I'm going to have some of that key lime pie. I love that. I also put it in my uh, shakes as well. It gives it a good consistency. What about non-keto food? What's your favorite non-keto food? Ooh, my non-keto food that I really love. Everything is pretty much keto green in my life. But... Well, like on a, on a feast day, you said you have some times of feasting. So what is it like a sweet potato or a fruit? First thing that came to my mind before you said it even, so was sweet potato. Because mm -hmm. I love sweet potato with butter and cinnamon. And that for me is fabulous dessert. And chocolate, dark chocolate. But again, that can be keto in the small amount. We, we, you know, then there's wine and tequila. But heck, those <laughs> can be keto. You know, keto Maybe. too. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And dark chocolate also stimulates bile, which also helps with uh, breaking down fat. So that's it. Just don't overdo it, of course. What is the first thing that you think of in the morning when you wake up? First thing I think of in the morning is where did I see love today? That's part of my discipline and my spiritual practice. Where did I see love yesterday? And I'll go through my mind like, what just made me feel love? Where did I see love? Where did I give love? How did I receive love? And I, I look at that. And for me, it's that where did I see God today, you know, or yesterday? Where did I feel the love of God yesterday? And I would tell you the first thing that I thought about this morning when I woke up is my daughter. I had a late night call. I'm working, I'm in book launch mode. So I'm working well into the night. So I was working from seven to nine. And I, at nine o'clock, I, I tucked my daughter in to sleep. And she's like, mom, you got to see this painting I drew. And she drew this beautiful painting of her horse, which his name is Faith. And she just shared with me her love and delight for her horse and that her painting. And for me, I'm like, oh my God, I just see love in this child. I see God in this child. And that's how I wake up each morning. And I think about that. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. I love the name too, Faith. Perfect name for a horse. What is the best piece of advice you've ever heard? Hmm. Don't give up comes first to my mind. Don't give up no matter what. And I think that's the biggest thing I would say. If you can see it, if you can, if you hope for it, don't give up. Don't ever give up. If I had given up when I was given the diagnosis of irreversible infertility, and if I had given up with a diagnosis of early menopause, I would not be tucking my child into sleep. Ava Marie, who I had at 41. That's beautiful advice. Don't give up. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. True. What is the worst advice you've ever heard? <laughs> oh, God. You are not easy. Let's see. <laughs> the worst advice I ever heard was that calories in equals calories out. Mm. I mean, I tracked my, I mean, I tell you, I was a smart kid, smart college student, and I tracked my calories. It never added up. No. 
Yeah, me too. For years, I taught it, and I realized, hey, wait a minute, the human body is not a calculator. It's actually a, a, a complex chemistry lab, right? So that's a good one. That would probably be my answer as well. What was your favorite TV show growing up? MASH. <laughs> awesome. I loved it. So again, I, I was born in the 60s. I grew up with MASH. Oh my gosh, the war zone physicians and medics, so to speak, and how you were on and helpful and caring for the most part. And yet there was a great sense of humor. And I think we have to approach it. Each of us have been through hell and each of us have had our journey. You know, many of us are phoenixes rising from the ashes as I see you are. And that's how I relate to you. And I would say it's that concept of, again, we enter the stage of don't give up, but bring in humor, bring in laughter, bring in your vulnerability and ability to laugh at yourself as well as laughing at other people. I think that's okay. <laughs> yes, yes, I love that advice. If you had one superpower, what would that superpower be? What is that one thing that you hear all the time, you feel it, this is unique to you? I definitely think it's healing, that superpower of healing and being able to heal others through empowering them to honestly heal themselves. Mm, I love that. What is your favorite hobby at the moment? Well, there's a couple things here. I wanted to say horseback riding, but technically I haven't been on my daughter's horse. We have a horse I mentioned named Faith, but she is pretty much obligated to my daughter at this time and my daughter's obligated to her. I love horseback riding. So the second thing to that would be reading. I love reading. I do too. Do you prefer more reading than uh, audio? Reading, 100% yeah. paper, not digital paper. Like yeah, my your, books. Your team sent me, uh, I think your team sent me the digital copy or the audio version of your book or the digital copy. And I'm like, I'm going to buy the actual paperback. I like having it. You see the books behind me. So I bought it and uh, I read it through. I'm with you as well. I, I do both audio and paperback, but I love having this in my hand, right? Okay, let's say you woke up in the morning and you had this box next to you, this, this little treasure chest, right? And you open it up and it's just, it's a wand. It's a magic wand where you have one wish with this magic wand to reverse this devastating trend we have in the world, right? With disease, we have one out of three women getting cancer in their lifetime, one out of two men, 60% are diabetic or pre-diabetic. We are in a bad direction and I know that you're set out to put a dent in disease. So with this wand you had the authority to just wave it and every single person in the world would follow this one rule that you set out into the world to help reverse this devastating trend of disease. What would be that one thing you implement worldwide? Oh my gosh, there's so many things. Of course, I want to say immediately go keto green, right? 100% go keto green, get my books. But a quote that I have on my wall and I often think about and, and teach and train others in is that, there's this quote that says, she believed she could, so she did. Mm. And I'm from a faith-based community. I, I rely on my faith, but it's faith alone is not enough. Faith with action is necessary. So I would wave my magic wand and say, just take your next right step. This magic wand is to help you take your next right step that resonates health and love and connection and vitality and, and thriving and joy and happiness in your life because each and every one of you deserve it. You need to feel it, appreciate it, and receive it. And so that's where I would be, of course, after you get all keto green. <laughs> Beautiful. Where, so where's the best place for my audience to go find your work? 
Thank you. At dranna.com. So like Drana, D-R-A-N-N-A.com. And we'll put all of your information, your social media, uh, everything, Dr. Anna, that you want to find in the notes of this podcast. Dr. Anna, I want to acknowledge you for showing up in this world and really doing, making a big difference. We, we need your work. The world needs your work. And you share so authentically. I really enjoy just hearing you speak because you, you, you show up and you have such a positive aura to you. You have a positive vibe that I feel, not even seeing you in person, I feel it through this computer screen right here. And I can't wait to actually meet you in person and give you a hug. And I had a great time talking all things keto green and oxytocin on this podcast episode. And I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me and my audience. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much, Keto Camper, for listening to that episode with Dr. Kabeka. Wow, I learned a lot. And I'm inspired to incorporate some more keto alkaline foods into the mix. And I can't wait to read her new book, The Keto Green 16. Go pre-order it, or if you're listening to this later, it's out right now. Head over to the link we're going to put together for you in the notes of this podcast. By the way, we're going to put all the notes and the resources and everything we spoke about and timestamps in the notes of this podcast. We have Rachel, who is our show notes expert, who puts it all together for you. So take advantage of that. If you want to watch the video interview with Dr. Anna, head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash ketocamp, and text this episode to somebody you know a woman who is struggling with keto and fasting, and they need this information. It will make the biggest difference for them, and you could be that person who takes a stand for them and provides this information. So please text it to them, and also leave the show, the Keto Camp Podcast, a rating and review if you haven't done so already. It really does make a big difference for the show. Every time somebody leaves a rating and review, it helps the show grow, and we put a lot of time and energy and effort into each show, and we would really appreciate it if you took a second here to do that Please take a screenshot, too, of this episode and tag myself and Dr. Anna on Instagram. My Instagram handle, at TheBenazadi, and Dr. Anna's is at Dr. Anna Kabeka. I want to thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. You're amazing. You rock. Be great. Be well. You'll hear me on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.